Hello and welcome to Innovation Boom, our podcast for innovation, management news, research, and exclusive interviews. Hi everyone, I'm today's host, Alan. Keeping with the theme of COVID-19 and the disruption it has caused to organizations, we have five super guests on the show today, each bringing important insights on how organizational change management is used to tackle uncertainty, crisis, and innovation. Before we invite our first guest, let's first understand what organizational change is and why do organizations need it. Organizational change refers to the action in which a company or business change a major component of its organization, such as its culture, the underlying technologies it uses to operate, or its internal processes. The need for organizational change is influenced by several internal and external factors. For example, internal factors are markets, society condition, and the technology innovation. The internal factors include culture, structure, and cost. In order to stay alive, organizations need to change and adopt those dynamic survival strategies. Organizations need to respond to change, changing environments and the customers' demands and increase the employee performance. With that understanding, we will be looking at how change is impl- implemented in various various sectors today. Our guests will introduce five different organizational changes from FedEx, Tonic, Lego, Netflix, and the NHS. Most of those cases are followed by Lewin's change model, which includes three stages. There are unfreeze, change, and refreeze. With that, let's invite our first guest, Will Conway, to share the Felix project with us. During COVID, what impressed me a lot is a voluntary organization, the Felix Project. They make change to support the society instead of new business model to make profit. The Felix Project is a London-based food redistribution charity organization. They collect surplus food and deliver them to the vulnerable entities. They want no one to be hungry and no food is wasted. As we all know, the COVID has created a dramatic hunger crisis in the UK. It's time for the Felix Project to make change and take the responsibility. However, to reach this goal, they are limited by internal challenges. They don't have the funding to cover their service across London, and they are not able to offer ready meals, which is necessary for medical staff and the vulnerable during the COVID. Based on the external and internal challenges. They set a four-step strategy. They decided to unite all kinds of forces in the society, like charity, restaurant, volunteers, and so forth. In that case, they can get ready meals to the homeless and nature staff, and deliver door-to-door for those who cannot leave their homes. In addition, they set up London Food Alliance with other two charity organizations. They succeeded in expanding operations across London. They tripled the amount of food they can deliver and were able to cover service across London. Finally, I believe the Felix Project is a typical voluntary organization which is driven by society need and they make organizational change to respond to it, and they plan to keep this model into 2021 and even beyond. 
Let's wait and see how they will face the change. Felix has indeed overcome the challenges of the crisis. Well, thanks, Ray. Let's look at another case on the voluntary sector by Joyce. Hi, Helen. Here I'm going to introduce the Tony community, which is the British first LGBT retirement community. It is a special case that belongs to both voluntary sector and commercial sector. That's the reason why they must take action on operating in two organization modes. Tonic, established in 2014, a non-profit organization, their aim is to create healthcare safe and self-identified place for LGBT to enjoy their later life. According to a report from LGBT Health by 2017, there are over one million LGBT people in the UK are over 55. Also, there are currently no LGBT-affirming retirement communities in the UK. So this NGO trying to change the situation. However, while this project started, they face many challenges. For example, there's already a successful model in Berlin, but they would like to build a different one in London rather than just duplicate the mainstream. Besides, only relying on the funding from donation is not enough. They also need the government support and resources from some commercial partners. As a result, they decide to make the structural change by operating the NPO and the for-profit business simultaneously. Hence, they set up new departments. They even change the CEO. Also, they get 5.4 million funds by Mayor of London, and open a donation platform online to interested publics. The most important thing is they successfully become a registered provider of social housing, which means they have the rent as their income by this change. So they have responsibility to make the community more sustainable and focus on residents' activities and healthcare. Wow! Congrats to the Tonic and LGBT community. We can see the pro and cons in the two different operating modes of organizations. Let's go into next commercial commercial case sharing by Lila. Thank you, Helen, for the lovely introduction. So I will be talking through Lego, the case study. So Lego is a family-owned toy company founded in 1932 in Denmark. It is best known for its product, the brick. Looking at Lego's timeline of changes, Lego was thriving until 2003, when, with its increase in diversified products, it entered a crisis, taking Lego to the verge of bankruptcy. So, in 2004, Lego introduced a new CEO, Nordstorp, which uh, saw that too much innovation was not being profitable. So, his focus was on survival and bringing the company back to stability, bringing the focus back to the core of the brand, that being the brick. In 2008, Northstorp's strategy shifted from stability to growth, and the focus was on building digital platforms for growth while continuing to improve the core of the business. It also brought about a change in the organizational structure. The purpose of this restructuring was to create a simpler and customer-oriented organization. In 2011, the plan was to reduce the number of layers in the organization in order to make decision-making simple, as well as increasing the communication and collaboration between business units. By 2016, it achieved a digital transformation through steady managed innovations. In 2018, it started an agile transformation, which is currently still undergoing. The reason for this change is to bring a new digital operating model, new organizational structure, team empowerment to make the company more responsive to change. Following an open source change theory, where employees are not told what to do or when to do it, instead they are called to make changes for the benefit of the company. 
The results from these changes show that Lego sales have gone up an average of 24% annually and profits have grown 41%. As for the agile transformation, up until now, its implementation shows an increase in motivation and satisfaction across the digital teams. Lego has made a great success by using proper change management. Thanks for Lila sharing. Let's welcome Pravesha to introduce case from Netflix. Thanks, Helen, for having me on the show. I'm sure we all are aware and grateful for Netflix. But did you know that before it was a streaming service, Netflix started in 1997 as a DVD by mail business? So why are we talking about Netflix today as an organizational change case? Because it is one of the most innovative companies in the streaming market and has managed to stay despite of all of its changes and challenges. Netflix throughout its organizational history has seen many ups and downs. Some of the major changes which have had consequences are Firstly, moving to a subscription-based model in 1999. At a time when its competitors were thriving in a market with brick-and-mortar stores, Netflix's business model was different. By adopting the subscription model, the consumers had to pay monthly and could return the DVD at any time. Netflix made it easy for consumers to rent DVDs without worrying for late fees. Another external change which perhaps affected Netflix the most was splitting the company into two, one a DVD rental and another an online streaming service. Netflix CEO Reed Hastings knew that DVDs were on the way out and for his company to succeed, he needed to shift gears and adapt. Consequently, in 2011, they also increased the subscription price to twice its original price. This let loose a complete chaos both internally and externally, with Netflix losing 8 lakh customers and its stock price going down by 80%. Internally, the management was in chaos. The problem here was with Netflix not managing the change well. It exhibited what happens when change is not planned and implemented properly. The change managers needed to anticipate and increase its cost with expansion. So how did they manage this change and turn into the success it is today? Netflix understood that they had to hold on to the idea in order to succeed. It led to many internal changes and a lot of changes have had been brought with its core competence, partnerships and the way employees were expected to work. Netflix has a strong company culture. It ensures that the employees work in the best interest of the company by giving them the utmost freedom. It has informed captains, that is people that lead the teams, that are knowledgeable and are expected to make informed decisions. The organization focuses on debating strategies, giving flexibility to making decisions to teams and adopting the best results. Netflix believes in excellence seeking, meaning they are continually trying to improve its work culture, allowing teams to come together nimbly. Externally, the CEO is open to adapting to change and making sure the company stays relevant by constantly innovating. As a result of these successful changes in its organization, Netflix today has 208 million subscribers, being one of the leading streaming services in the market. People over process is a really strong statement. Also, Netflix followed the change model to make innovation strategy work well. Thanks for Pravisha's sharing. Next, let's welcome Linda to introduce an HS case from public sector. Hi Helena, thanks for introduction. Uh, during the UK's initial response to COVID-19 pandemic, the National Health Service witnessed drastic rapid changes to the way work was done. 
Relatively stable institution implemented some unprecedented innovation on an organization level, as well as local level adopt and develop by staff. This case study focused on physiotherapy department in Nottingham University Hospital with more than 50 employees rotating around two campuses. After collecting qualitative data from the employees, there were several anticipated and unanticipated changes pinpointed in this uncertain situation. Main changes were grouped around the following topics. External social aspect that had affected the whole society and employees on an interpersonal level. NHS or government updates and restrictions that change every few weeks and needed to be considered. For example, use of personal protective equipment. Individual work was affected by increased employee autonomy. And the last one was interdepartmental uh, where team undergone changes in team structure, shift lengths, and service cover. Considering the changes study mapped, some solutions emerged naturally. For example, employees were able to develop systems that they use where they use WhatsApp for distributing their personal protective equipment or adjusting their working patterns if that was needed. The uncertainty also enhanced teamwork with employees in positive roles and hierarchical structures. As there were just few changes implemented on organizational level, institutions lack clear and consistent guidance, advice, and information. The level of employee input was unsustainable due to the considerable risk of burnout and other health risk. Even when some of the changes and adaptations happen from bottom-up for creating a sustainable and efficient work, changes on institutional level need to be considered. Thank you, Linda. As we know, um, health is the most concerned topic during the COVID-19, and the NHS captured change in healthcare during COVID-19. Finally, after all five amazing cases sharing, if we compared their similarities and differences, we got conclusions. From all sharing cases, Organizations could get positive or negative effects by change. Change can be long-term and requires to translate into eventually success. Stable environment is also required to adopt to change. If without an innovation attempt, organizations can easy, easily turn into chaos. Change is an opportunity for reflections at an organization, including culture, mission, and vision. Thanks for our guests, and thanks for listening. See you next time.